Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Monday, last week of March, Monday, March the 27th, 2023. Yeah, so we are... Um, Wrapping up the last week of March, and we are continuing our reading plan through the New Testament. We're in week 13, and so this week we're reading Matthew 21 today, tomorrow Matthew 22, uh, and then Wednesday Mark 11, and Thursday Mark 12, and finish out the week in Luke. So Matthew 21 today, 22 tomorrow. Um, yeah, we're just uh, making our way right on through. That's our uh, that's our goal for this year is to read through the entire New Testament. So glad you're a part of it. Um, hope you had a good weekend. We had a we had a nice weekend. We um, uh, what did we do? <laughs> oh, Saturday. Saturday took a little college trip. Getting uh, JT's going to UF University of Florida in the fall, and so we made a quick trip. Uh, on Saturday to see the Gator Engineering program and kind of look at his apartment where he's going to live and just do a little sightseeing and, uh, you know, working out some of those details. So, yeah, preparing for the empty nest, y'all. Preparing for the empty nest. Uh, I don't know if we're ready or not. Here it comes, though, as they say. So, uh, yeah, so that's what we did Saturday. Yesterday was at church, of course, worshiping the Lord together. That was awesome. Um, Megan Flores shared the word with us yesterday, talked about the Holy Spirit, which loved that. That was awesome. Great biblical content. So if you're, uh, if you're curious about the, the work and the role and the um, experience of the Holy Spirit, um, I encourage it. I encourage you to take a listen. It's very, very uh, biblically sound and uh, covered a lot of ground yesterday. So check it out. Sunday at uh, yesterday's uh, message at Bayside. All right, you guys, let's do it. Let's jump into um, Matthew 21. Matthew 21. And um, you know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's see what the Lord has to say to us today as we start off this week in the Word of God. Let's go. Let's go. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the villages ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. Hmm. So that's interesting, right? How that, that, you know, is this like Jesus just supernatural knowledge, knowing that uh, there will be a, um, a donkey uh, and a colt, and that it'll be a uh, someone 
that is going to be uh, favorable to the ministry of Jesus, and he just knows this ahead of time, sends them in town, they're going to kind of lead them. Uh, had Jesus already made preparations, you know, um, whatever the case, it's, it's definitely showing God, uh, Jesus' supernatural knowledge and provision. Um, but whatever the case, they go, and, um, and presumably if they just tell the owners that the, it's for the Lord, he's going he's gonna to let them have it. Um, he's gonna, he, he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Verse uh, 5. Say, say to daughter Zion, see your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey and on a colt. The foal of a donkey. So it's a prophecy fulfilled that um, Jesus would uh, ride at the king. The prophecy was the king would come to Jerusalem riding on a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. Hmm. It's a triumphant entry, right? That's what's happening here. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Hmm. So Hosanna means save, right? So save. Um, and it's interesting because this, uh, this is a very nationalistic sort of uh, 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 expression here. Uh, the the palm branches sort of uh, symbolic of of of, of um, Israelite nationalism, Israel pride, uh, Israel um, um, just the the pride of the nation. You have a a, a phrase Hosanna, save, um, and so it's very um, very triumphant. Naturally, I mean that's how we get the name. You know. But the, what we see already in the, in the crowds is they are, they are not really understanding what Jesus is, is coming for. Even though he's riding on a donkey, which is not like a stallion, he's riding on, on a you know, peace, he's coming in peace, the crowds are still crying out in very um, triumphant, militant terms, in a sense. Um, they don't quite, it's like one of those things, it's like, this was great, but it's not quite sitting right. <laughs> like there's something afoul. There's something just, you know, it's like the, here's the target, here's a bullseye, and it's just a little bit off. Like there's a lot cool about this, but there's, there's something just not quite on target. And the, what is not on target is they, they, they have a misunderstanding of what Jesus' role is as Messiah. He's not coming into Jerusalem as a triumphant king to overthrow the Romans and set up a palace and a new administration, um, at least not in the sense that they think he is. <laughs> He's going in as, a, as the savior of the world. So when, he, when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, who is this? 
The crowds answered, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. That's a mouthful. This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth, the Nazareth in Galilee. Jesus entered the temple courts and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. So people would go into Jerusalem for holy days. This is around the time of Passover. And so they came from different places. They would bring their, you know, they would, there was, uh, instead of carrying their sacrifices with them, they would just purchase them at the temple, right? So they would bring their money and buy their offerings. Because So you got all these people set up outside the temple ready to sell you an offering to give to the Lord. And it became a huge moneymaker. Um, you also have money changers. So people who are coming from different areas who are do, using different times of different types of of currency can have it changed into the temple tax, the temple currency. Um, there are Roman coins and other coins turned into the temple currency. And so it's 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 a huge flea market. <laughs> and it's like the temple is like this huge money exchange. There's just like a lot of you got animals, you got people, you got money being uh changing hands you got um currency being swapped out i mean er every everything you can imagine to distract from the purpose which is to worship the lord and jesus is peeled he ticked he angry hashtag temple jesus right it's one of our little sayings here on the podcast there's a uh, there's jesus meek and mild there's jesus compassion and grace there's Jesus loving and kind. Then there's hashtag temple Jesus. Then that's the Jesus that goes in and starts knocking stuff over. <laughs> knocking, tell you, like the indignant, righteous indignation Jesus. And he's turning over tables and money changers. Doves are flying, flattering everywhere, and money's hitting the floor. Tables are being overturned. I mean, People are mad, like, what is going on? And Jesus says, it is written, he said, my house will be called a house of prayer. But you are making it a den of robbers. Hmm. You're distracting. You're distracting from what this is about. The primary role and function of this structure, the temple, is not buying and selling the primary function of is where a place people can go and commune with God, prayer, connection with God. That's why, you know, as a, a pastor, I'm always super conscious of like what that first impression is when people walk into, you know, our lobby or into our church building. Um, you know, you don't want to, I just, I get uneasy when there's too many things in the lobby that are like, selling <laughs> you know too much merchandise right it's like wait a minute this is you do not want the impression i mean if jesus if jesus came in would he start turning over some tables i think in some places yeah but here buy the books buy the cds nobody buys cds anymore but buy the books buy the shirt get a sticker get a mug get some coffee like where where do you connect with god well yeah you, you get your coffee then you connect with god <laughs> Okay, okay, I get that. But no, you know, it's not that any of those things are bad in and of themselves. We've got coffee in our lobby. We've, we have shirts in our lobby, T-shirts and 
You know, you may see a, we may give away mugs sometimes. I don't know, but you get the point. You, can't, you just got to be careful that it's not distracting. That is very clear that the reason we are here is to connect with God. And the pathway from where you've come, and that's not just from your car in the parking lot, but the week that you've had, the, the personal experience that you're taking with you, uh, that you're bringing with you, the hurt, the whatever, whatever mental, emotional condition you're in, wherever you're coming from, the relational dynamics that are at work in your life, whether you've had a, a hurtful conversation with a loved one, whether you... And people come with all that stuff, man. They cut, whether they've just got a, a, a alarming health diagnosis, and that path from where they come from, where we come from, to the presence of God should be as unobstructed as possible, right? I mean, we've got to make that path un, as, as easy as possible. We don't need to put a lot of walls and rules and distractions and uh, tables and shirts and mugs and in the way. Because at the end of the day, God's house should be a house of prayer. Hmm. The blind, the lame came to him at the temple and he healed them. Praise God. So Jesus knocks over some tables and he starts healing people. Like, let's get back to what we're gonna, what's, what's gonna be happening at the house of God. But when the chief priests and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things he did, and the children shouting in the temple courts, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. Hmm. So you got Jesus who's indignant because of the right reasons, because the house of God has become a distraction, has become a place of, of current of, of, of commerce. And you have the religious leaders, the chief priests, who are indignant because people are recognizing Jesus um, as the son of David. Do you hear what these children are saying? They asked him. Yes, replied Jesus. Have you never read? <laughs> From the lips of children and infants, you, Lord, have called forth your praise. Woo! <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Jesus is like, yeah, this is, pro this is a prophetic happening right here. Have you not heard that even the lips of children are going to bring forth the praise of the Lord? So this is, uh, this is good, in other words. This is supposed to happen. This is good and right. Hmm. Early in the morning, as Jesus was on his way back to the city, <clears throat> excuse me, he was hungry. Seeing a fig tree by the road, he went up to it, but found nothing on it except leaves. Then he said to it, may you never bear fruit again. Immediately, the tree withered. I mean, he he just he cursed that little fig tree. <laughs> like, man, why why picking on a fig tree? Well, there's more to it than this. Is a uh, the fig tree is uh, symbolic of um, the people of God, Israel at that time, right? Like they 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 look like they're going to provide fruit and nourishment, and they're going to bring help and healing, and they're going to bring the the you know the they're going to bring the Lord, they're going to bring God, you know, reveal God to the nations and feed them spiritually. Um, but it's all leaves and no figs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all leaves, no figs. <laughs> you know, almost like. <laughs> 
All hat, no cattle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh man, it's like you know, big hat but no cattle. Like, it's like what's going on here? It's uh, you know, big tree but no figs. Like, you got all this production going on, but there's no presence of God. Mm. Man, may it never be said, church. May it never be said of our gatherings of our places of worship as of our churches that we have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof that we have a we have all the structures and we have all the the activity of god or the the the, the trappings of god but we don't have the presence of god hmm. the fruit May no one ever come up to the, one of our fig trees and find all leaves and no figs. Hmm. When the disciples saw this, they were amazed. How did the fig tree wither so quickly? Hmm. He just withered that thing. Jesus replied, "I truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you... Uh, faith and do not doubt. Not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but you can also say to this mountain, throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Hmm. It's a great promise, man. What do you need from the Lord today? You believe you can receive from Him. It's a great promise. Trust Him. Trust Him. Verse 23. Jesus entered the temple courts, and while he was teaching, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him. By what authority are you doing these things, they asked, and who gave you this authority? All right. So what authority are you operating from, and who granted you the authority to do such things? Jesus replied, I will also ask you one question. If you answer me, I will tell you by what authority I'm doing these things. John's baptism. Where did it come from? Was it from heaven or of human origin? So Jesus says, I'll be more than happy to answer your question, but I need you to answer me a question. <clears throat> Tell me something about John. Where, where did John's uh, baptism come from? Was it a baptism? Did it originate from heaven? Was it, a, was it of, of God? Or was it just a mere human um, enterprise activity? Was it godly, or was it just something that John was just a human, strictly a human effort? They discussed it among themselves and said, if we say from heaven, he will ask, then why did you not believe him? You're right. That's exactly right. He's asking, Jesus is asking the question to prove a point. But if we say of human origin, we are afraid of the people, for they all hold that John was a prophet. Hmm. Which kind of tips their hand a little bit. They want to say, they want to say that it was of human origin, but they're afraid of the people. That's what they want to say. Oh, they, that was just of human origin. They don't want to. They don't want to admit that it was divine. They want to just say it was of human origin, but they're afraid of the people. <laughs> so they so they answered Jesus, "We don't know." That's a lie. That's a lie. You don't know. I mean, that actually is true. You don't know. You're clueless. But you do know what you how you want to answer. You know, they, they do know how they want to answer. They just, um, 
or kind of pleading the fifth, as it were. Then he said, neither, Jesus, that is, neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. Because what? You're going to do the same thing. You're going to deny that this is the work of God, and you're going to want to say that it's of human origin. But the only reason you're not really going there is because you're also afraid of the people. Because right now, there's a lot of uh, popularity. What do you think? This is a parable. What do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered. But later, he changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir, but he did not go. Which of the two sons did what the father wanted? The first. Mm. So you got two sons. One son first says, I'm not going to do it. But then he changes his mind. He's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do what, what the father asked. But the other one says from the beginning, yeah, I'm going to do it. But he never does it. Which one is, uh, which of the two did what the father wanted? The first. Because he eventually did what the father wanted. Even though he was reluctant at the beginning, he, he changed. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's the image of, of religiosity, right? Of being steeped in, like, I'm going to do like, this, this, this sort of religious front that, like, I'm going to do what God tells me. But when God actually asks you to do something, you never do it. It's just, a, it's just a robe that people wear. It's just, a, it's just something they put on. That, they, they put on the, uh, the, the symbol again, similar to the fig tree, the symbol of religion, the symbol of obedience. They make it sound like they're, but they never actually do what God tells them. <laughs> I will, I will. Sure, I will, God. Yeah, sure, I will. But you don't, you never do. But the person who, at least at first, said, no, I won't. At least he was honest. No, I'm not. But you know, his heart was softened. Her heart was changed. And he or she decided, you know what? No, I'm going to serve the, serve the Lord. So Jesus said to them, I truly, I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. Which ones are those? Those are the ones that had no awareness of God at first, but they're being changed. And now they're saying, yes, we want to do the will of God. They are the first son. And they're entering the kingdom of heaven ahead of you while you're still saying, I promise I'll do what you want me to do, but you're not doing it. We'll respond to you, God, when you come to us, we will respond. But you're not. For John came to you to show you the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes did, and even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe him. Ooh, man, that is loaded right there, man. That is loaded. Jesus is like, you're, you're gonna, you're, your religion is keeping you out of the kingdom. Mm because you're not willing to repent. Wow. Verse 33, listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he rented the vineyard to, to some farmers and moved to another place. When the harvest time approached, he sent his servants to his tenants to collect his fruit. So you got a landowner. He's going away. He puts people in place uh, to manage, the, uh, manage his field. So when the harvest time comes, the owner from far away sends some servants, hey, I need some fruit from uh, my field. That is mine. The tenants, those who were renting the place to begin with, <laughs> seized the servants. They beat one, killed another, and stoned a third. Then they sent 
they sent, then he sent other servants to them more than the first time, and the tenants treated them the same way. Last of all, he sent his son to them. This is, this is, this is, the, this is the story of the prophets throughout history. God, the landowner, sends prophets into the field to, to remind, to correct, to draw from them the fruit of righteousness, and they kill them, they stone them, they reject them. And so God says, I'll send my son. Perhaps they will listen to him. They will respect my son, he said. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to each other, this is the heir. Come, let's kill him and take his inheritance. So they took him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? Mm. He will bring those wretched, he will bring those wretches to a wretched end. <laughs> Ain't no, no room there for ambiguity, man. It's pretty clear what he's saying right there. He's gonna bring the bomb. He's gonna, he gonna bring some some heat. He's gonna drop <clears throat> you know, back in the day it was DDT, you know, the wrestling. He's gonna bring in a DDT. We're <clears throat> gonna pile drive him or something. It ain't gonna be pretty. That's the bottom line. You don't want to be on the. You don't want to be on the other. You don't want to be see that. You don't want to be on the receiving end of the Lord's uh, pile driver. I'll tell you that. It hurts. It'll demolish. He's gonna bring those wretches to a wretched end, and he will rent the vineyard to other tenants, who will give him his share of the crop at harvest. Now, what is it's going to the Gentiles? It's going to go to the Gentiles. The activity, the primary activity of God is going to shift from the people of Israel to the activity of in the Gentiles. To, to those new people who are repenting and turning to God. Jesus said to them, Have you never read the scriptures? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is a it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce fruit. Easy enough. Got to produce fruit. People who will spread the good news about Jesus. People who will produce the fruit of righteousness. Anyone who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces. And anyone on whom it falls will be crushed. Don't let this be a stumbling block to you. Let it be a cornerstone of your faith. What does Jesus say? Let Jesus be the cornerstone of your faith. Don't let him be the stumbling block. Don't let him be the stone that will crush you because he is the cornerstone. And either you're going to stand on that cornerstone or it's going to crush you because he is the chief cornerstone. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard Jesus' parables, they knew he was talking about them. They looked for a way to arrest him, but they were afraid. They were afraid of the crowd because the people held that he was a prophet. Wow. Well, this is uh, powerful stuff as we're heading towards Palm Sunday this weekend, so this is a great timing for our readings. So, um, man, great teaching today from the Word of God. Great insight. Um, Jesus coming into Jerusalem on the donkey and in peace, and the people um, praising him but not quite getting it. And Jesus reminding what the temple should be about, and that is, worship and honor of God. And there should be nothing that distracts from that. And that is and that the fig tree needs to be producing figs, man. It needs to be it needs to be some figs on that fig tree. <laughs> so uh, we pray that our our lives are producing good fruit. Amen. Amen.
Let's pray, you guys. Lord, thank you so much for my friends. Thank you for this Monday morning that we can share together in your holy word. Thank you for these powerful words from your holy book that remind us of the power of Jesus, the wisdom of Jesus, the, uh, the importance of responding to him and repenting and coming and following him. God, we pray that our lives would produce fruit. Lord, that we would not just be talking religion, acting religious, but we would be producing the fruit of righteousness, that we would be producing the fruit that, uh, that the Holy Spirit brings forth in our lives. Love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Lord, I pray for my friends today. May you bless them and encourage them. May this uh, week be a week that they draw closer to you, that we all do, that we know you better, that we represent you more, that we have opportunities to share the good news with others. Holy Spirit, guide us. We thank you for living in us and bringing us from death to life, and we pray that uh, we would walk in step with you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you, my friends. Thank you so much for uh, being on today. I hope you guys have a fantastic uh, Monday. We'll be back at tomorrow with Matthew chapter 22 as we continue on our journey through the New Testament. You guys have a fantastic day. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks for liking, subscribing, commenting, commenting, not commenting, commenting, all those things. Appreciate it. You guys have a great day. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.